0: This is episode 331 of the AWS podcast, released on September 8th, 2019. Podcast confirmed. Welcome
1: to the official AWS podcast.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. Simon Alicia here with you. Great to have you back. And we are doing a bit of an experiment today for the podcast. I am located here in Canberra, Australia, which is the capital of Australia. Many people think that Sydney is the capital, but Canberra is actually the capital city. And I'm here for the 2019 AWS Public Sector ANZ Summit. So this is one of our global summits that happen all around the world with customers. And this one is specifically focused on government, health, not-for-profit, education, and those types of uh, organizations that are really of a non-commercial nature. Now, my intention through this episode is to kind of give you a bit of a taste of sort of front of house, back of house type experience to show you what AWS customers get to experience when they come to a conference like this to maybe hear from some of the uh, attendees and also hear from some of the folks at work to put on the conference. I have no idea how this episode is going to go. So uh, you and I are both in the same place as we start this particular journey. So I did just set the scene. It's uh, Tuesday morning, which is the uh, first day of the conference. And today there'll be lots of different events like a game day. There there is a special student track. There are sessions for the AWS Warriors. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on, plus some additional setup going on, and our partner exposition as well. And so I'll try and get pop into all of those. I'm currently in my hotel room, standing looking out the window across uh, Lake Burley Griffin, which is the lake in the centre here of Canberra. And it's a beautiful day, although Canberra is known for being very cold. So it is quite chilly. I think it's about 10 degrees Celsius today, which I know my Canadian friends will laugh at me saying, Ha, you think that's cold. But, uh, you know, I'm not used to snow. So let's see how this goes. Hopefully, it'll work well and uh, you can be on the journey with me. So first order of business today is, of course, coffee. So I'm sitting here at a cafe nearby the hotel, just about to have some uh, coffee and fruit toast and get my mind in order of what's happening today. So on my journey today, I'll be doing a press interview with uh, a local TV station, which should be fun. Thanks very much. And the coffee has arrived, which is good news because everything so far has been pre-coffee. And after that, I'll be doing a presentation to the AWS Warriors group, which is a deeply technical group of customers who come and uh, hear some of the really detailed stuff that uh, they really want to know. Then after that, I'll be also probably involved with a student track as well and spend a bit of time over there. And then the next thing that happens is a masterclass. So this is a media masterclass where I'll take some media through some hands-on with the AWS platform. And the evening will be spent uh, doing some rehearsals for the keynote tomorrow. So I've arrived at the venue. This is the uh, National Convention Center and you can hear a whole lot of kids. And those kids are coming along for the student track today, which is very exciting. So they're all uh, fresh and ready to go for the day. So we'll probably pop in and visit them later on. It's a beautiful sunny day here, not a cloud in the sky, chilly, but wonderful.
3: Hey. Oh, how are you going, Lee? Nice to meet you again. Good to meet you. Sorry, no, I haven't seen you since, like, 2013.
2: I know. It's been a while. It's been a while. I'll let you go. I just, no, just go got to go. get... Oh, oh. Nice to meet you. Okay. Yeah. Likewise. Good. Here's my magic code.
4: Number three?
2: Okay. Number three. So I'm going to get my badge. You bring your... QR code, and you come through and get your badge. Hi,
0: hey,
2: how are you going? How are you? Good, thank you.
1: Excellent.
5: Oh, sorry. There you Try know that again. There.
1: Now, on the back of this, there's
6: a
2: Wi-Fi password. Excellent. And also a QR code for that if you need it. Fantastic, thanks a lot. Enjoy your day. Thank you. <laughs> All signed in. So at the moment, there are people asking questions, doing stuff, and I probably need to find where I belong. So uh, we will continue the journey as we go. Um, oh, hello! I I tell a lie. I've just uh, hello. hello, James. I'm recording something for the podcast. You Mr. are home, <laughs> Hello, God, James. Me. Hello,
1: Michael. Hello, this is Simon. So James, Simon
2: James, you've been on the podcast before, haven't you? And you've been at many of these events before, I Do think. You know what?
1: I think we, you and I, did episode seven, something together. like that, You're something ridiculous, three hundred and something, yeah, now,
2: something like. like that. So, what are you, uh, what are you expecting from this Canberra summit? You've been to, have you been to all Canberra summits? I think so. So, you're at Modus, aren't you? That's, I, am. I I should introduce you to the list. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hello, everybody. Yes, I'm with Modus, which is formerly called Agilon for 20 years here in Australia, and we are a, a public sector and enterprise uh, consulting services, um, and been an AWS partner since 2013. Fantastic. So, a fair amount of time now. And you've done a lot of work, particularly
2: in the serverless space, and some of the more sort of progressive technology adoption in some of our public sector customers.
1: Yeah, it has been across the board. Yeah? The demand is increasing, and I think that the uh, acceptance of serverless now in, in public sector is absolutely huge. In fact, I think we were one of the first organizations in Australia to implement uh, serverless for uh, Landgate in That's West Australia. Right, yeah. So um, it's been up and live now for
2: almost half a decade. Fantastic. And what's your, uh, what's your big ticket item? today, uh, today? Or, or today, tomorrow?
1: It's still just assessing the market, seeing how the messaging is changing, seeing how the use cases have adopted. Mm, mm. Um, some of those new releases might open up new markets that were previously not possible or or had challenges. And sometimes it's just a question of seeing where some of those uh, more innovative companies have started something around the world. I'm really interested in seeing the NHS stuff, which is on the agenda today. Yes, yeah. um, They've obviously had a lot of issues over the last couple of years and, and working through those, um, which we need to with our, our health.
2: And I'm judging on the accent, You you still have a, a soft spot in your heart for the NHS. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I do. You yeah. know what? It's it's been uh, ten years since I've been back from uh, the UK. Back in Australia now, still miss it. But mm, uh, mm. there's just so much to get done here. Exactly. So, exactly. Well, yeah. you have a great uh, great conference. You too, Simon. Good luck with the podcast.
2: So I've run into two of my teammates. I've run into Jenny Davies and Brian Farnhill, and they're both solution architects here in Australia New Zealand. Welcome, Jenny. Thanks, Simon. And Brian. Thank you, Simon. And, of course, I think we've had both of you on the podcast. No, before. I haven't. No, well. No. This is my first time. With a voice like that, we'll have to get this you on there. Let's do that. <laughs> it's not a competition. So we're just standing in the, in the open area because uh, we ran into each other. And I thought, let's talk about some of the big yeah. things that are going on now. Jenny, you've been deeply involved in all the demo stuff that's going on. What are customers going to see? Simon,
3: so, mean, we've got some awesome demos uh, happening over the next couple of days. So if customers are here, please come and see DeepRacer is probably the, the biggest uh biggest one so you get to train an autonomous vehicle race it around a racetrack get a tire we've got some great prizes as well uh, also invite customers to come and see we've got a deep lens demo which is for worksite safety we'll actually look at multiple people in the shop and determine who's compliant with worksite safety or not
2: nice we've
3: tested this on real people we know it works it's really fun
2: i, I seem to recall we even had an adjunct test where we were we were demoing this in the office and you know how people come down the side of the building to clean the windows <laughs> Well, these two gentlemen came down the side of the window and okay. we pointed the camera at them and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> that
3: was one of my favorite moments so It's a I'm magic scouting. moment, magic
2: yeah. moment. And Brian, what about yourself? What's what's the big ticket items you're seeing for customers this time around?
7: Yeah, look, so I, I've been organizing the build track this year. So I've been making sure all the developer content has been uh, been lined up. We've got uh, some great speakers that I'm helping get organized. So uh, we've got the guys from Monash University coming in to talk about some of their private API gateway yeah. solutions. Uh, we've got uh, a few great AWS is coming in, uh, we've got Matt Fitzgerald, who's one of our developer evangelists, he's come up uh, to be talking about some of the pro tips for developers and builders on AWS, so uh, really excited to see how this track comes together over the next day, and there's going to be heaps of cool stuff for customers.
2: Should be very exciting. Now, I, I have been talking on the podcast earlier in the day about the coldness yeah. of Canberra, but it is a beautiful day today, is this, it, is this normal for Canberra this th- time of
7: year? This is probably average for Canberra this time of year, there's a few people running around saying it's freezing, and uh, my response to that is you should have been here last week. Um uh, <laughs> So, yeah, this, this is quite pleasant, and I hope that continues to hold.
3: There's no such thing as inappropriate world, just inappropriate clothing.
2: Ah, there is the your
7: takeaway. Right
5: that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Note yourself. Nah, nah. Have a good one, guys. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. Um-
2: So, as you can hear by the noise here, I'm in the student track and there's lots of young minds doing whatever young minds do when they get access to puzzles and toys and cool stuff. I'm seeing a sphere over there. I'm joined by Rob Costello, who's one of our solution architects here in Canberra. This
3: must be exciting for you to see uh, the students getting right into things. This is great, yeah. It's lovely to see them uh, doing something creative and something fun. So, they're Um, broken up into teams here. What what are they doing? (laughs) Uh, So each of the teams is broken up into different roles that IT people do, and uh, those people are trying to create a a program to drive a Sphero through a maze. Ah.
2: Now, is this the point that I make all the jokes about who's on the architecture review board, who's doing the procurements, or, or, or are we not sort of exposing the
3: students to maybe that not, degree not, of the uh, details? Yeah, not that detail <laughs> just yet, but I'm sure it'll come. We'll do a well-architected review afterwards. I'm sure we will. But these spheros are really cool because I have to
2: sort of race them around and program them to move. And, and and they're sort of competing against each other as well, aren't they, to see who Absolutely. can do it the better?
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, there's prizes for whoever completes the maze the fastest, and uh, whoever has the best design uh, has, has a, a prize as well. So. And these kids,
2: I'm not that good at picking the age of kids because I've got younger kids, but I'm guessing these are about sort of 15, uh, 16 Yeah, top, yeah year, yeah? Ten, year ten, 10s and 11s at yeah, the moment. Yeah, 10s so. and 11s. And a, a really great bunch here. It's a real mixture, which is fantastic. Yep. And um, they seem to be really working well together. I can see some people working on their tablet to do the, the programming piece. Others are mapping out the map to figure out what the best path is. We've got designers
3: who are mm. making it look all awesome.
2: Fantastic. Good UI
3: is important.
2: Any PR people or... Uh...
3: Uh, not, not yet, not yet. That's us. <laughs> That's
2: us. Oh, fair enough. And so there's a, a lot of AWS staff I can see around here. What's what's the role of the AWS folks today for the students?
3: Uh, today, it's primarily just to support them, but also to give them a, a bit of insight as to what we do. Mm. So uh, our role is to sort of uh, tell them what we do in our jobs and where our careers have gone and... and um, what we've learned to help them understand what they could be doing
2: so this is a great opportunity for students who may be thinking about going to stem to see you know, what what is it like and what's a, i've just i've just had my foot run over by an errant <laughs> it's an errant sparrow <laughs> Yes. is that a bug or a feature uh,
3: well, let's call it both for now okay
2: <laughs> but yeah it's a, it's a great chance for them to see sort of what it's like and probably a little different from our generation where it was lock yourself in a room code away and eventually you get a job
3: yeah no punch cards for these guys ah
2: they're missing Yeah, dra- <laughs> it's all drag and drop for kids these days yeah. fantastic well it looks like you're gonna have your hands full for the rest of the day it's gonna be fun thanks rob cheers so we are getting ready for the uh, the press interview time, which is uh, some broadcast media. I'm here with Ben Thurgood as well, who's also on the team. Welcome, Ben.
8: Hey, Simon. Thanks.
2: And so uh, we're getting ready to prove to everyone why I have a good head for podcasting, aren't we?
6: Yes.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Do <laughs> uh, you didn't want to say anything? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, the truth hurts, but, yeah, you know, I, can, I can live with it. <laughs> so we're going to share with the listeners a bit of the, of the behind the scenes. So I'm going to try and capture some audio of the process that we go through doing the interview. But before we do that, what are some of the highlights that you see for customers at this event?
8: Well, today, Simon, we're here at the Student Track, and it's all about inspiring young minds on disruptive technologies. So uh, it's all about students of today creating the jobs of tomorrow. And that's because the technologies that kids have access to today is just mind blowing. They've got mm, access mm. to artificial intelligence, Internet of Things, voice, robotics. yeah,
2: robotics. That's pretty cool.
8: Yeah, and so what they're gonna be doing is getting hands on. So we found that experiential learning is one of the best ways for people to learn in general. Yeah. So these kids, they're working in groups. They're doing a Sphero programming workshop right now. Uh, they're going to be uh, doing an Alexa uh, voice user interface workshop later on today. And the cool thing about this is they're gonna be taking some of the things they've learned. Today, home with them. they'll be able yeah. to start iterating with this, yep. solving real-world challenges mm. right, to actually build things like the Plexi application. Yeah. Yeah. It's better than uh,
2: better than using Meccano, I guess. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and tomorrow, what's what's your big ticket items for tomorrow?
8: Okay, so we've got some really amazing things at the event. We've got uh, DeepRacer, yeah. which is going to be uh, fantastic. Guys,
2: we're getting an extension of ten minutes.
8: How often do you hear students cheering <laughs> when
2: they get to do more work? That's, That's awesome. These guys are having a whale it's of a time. time.
8: <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Deep Racer is also happening at Summit. We've got a track down on the expo floor tomorrow, so people will be able to race Deep Racer, which is a 118th scale autonomous race car. Sweet. So this DeepRacer service is a combination of the car itself and some technology that really enables people to access uh, robotics and machine learning, specifically reinforcement learning, and, and exposes them to these technologies.
2: And that's the thing is, is the point is not to race the cars, although that's the fun part. It's to learn how to... To apply machine learning and reinforcement learning in a business context by giving you something sort of physical and tangible that you can figure out, what is this? How does
8: it work? 100%. And what one of the really interesting things, so we'll be running DeepRacer on the floor, but we'll also be running these workshops teaching uh, people how to use uh, DeepRacer and how to create things like the reward functions that teaches the car how to drive. But what, one of the really interesting things we found is that dick racer even though it's using a technology that's one of the most advanced machine learning technologies is actually a great way for people to get an entry into technologies like machine learning yeah yeah because uh you're actually using conditional programming to write the reward function it it
2: definitely lowers the barrier now we've just seen a bunch of people with cameras and tripods come in so uh better go do my makeup not (laughs) thanks ben (laughs) Slam. Simon Elisha, Head of Solutions Architecture, Australian New Zealand Public Sector. And how do you
0: spell more E-L-I-S-H-I. 1st <coughs> uh, you'll give me a broad
2: overview of this conference. Why people
0: gathered
2: in
9: Canada.
2: People will come to Canberra today to learn more about technology, in particular AWS cloud technology, and how it can change both society, government, and their own lives. How can create the jobs of the future, the economy of the future...
5: And
4: deliver
2: better <laughs> So now I'm in the game day area and I'm joined by Rafaela Brownlee. Hey Raf. Yeah. Hey. So Raf is uh, another one of our solution architects on the team and she's in charge of this event. What's happening here?
4: Um, so we've got teams in a room and they're all competing for a beautiful trophy. We've got a unicorn trophy over there. It's stunning. Uh, yes. And they've got, they're all building microservices today. Yeah. So they're microservices that we're building, but we're building parallel. Yep. So today we don't want just them to build things. We want them to build things fast oh, okay. and highly available. So they're all competing for the fastest service. Um, so, yeah, they'll all we'll get excited. We'll see how we go.
2: And how do they get scored? Like what's the scoring system? Yeah. So I can see there's a scoreboard a running tally on the wall yeah. here. Yeah, with the team team Oh
4: yeah. So once they deploy the microservices, they need to send messages to other teams' microservices. Uh-huh. Uh, that's how they score. They also score points. Points when they build their own microservices and it fits fast and highly available, other teams get to use yeah. their services and they also score points that way.
2: And can you break other people's services? Yeah. Is that part yeah. of the game? Are you, like, can you DDoS or any of that sort no, of stuff? No,
4: or, no, no, no. We, we, no. we do have a red team in place today, oh, but okay. they have assured me that nothing's going to happen. Nothing will go no, wrong. No, oh, nothing okay. will go wrong. Yeah. Everything should be fine. I'm sure, you know, it's not going to happen again. It'll
2: be fine. <laughs> <laughs> now, what sort of folks do we have in the room? Like, what are the sort of people that here?
4: Yeah, so we've got a mixture, but most of them are hand-on, on, on keyboards, they want to, uh, they have some familiarity with some of the services already, so uh, today is really getting them exposed to more different services, so they're building services in Lambda, they're building services using Elastic Beanstalk, um, and Firegate as well, oh so on. hands-on keyboard, anyone who has that experience. And
2: yeah. they can choose what they use, and the languages they use, that sort of stuff?
4: Uh, we yeah. have seen people having different approaches, yeah, so yeah. we have seen Okay. People, you know, backing out from a lesser beanstalk mm-hmm. and, and uh, refactoring that into Lambda. Oh, okay. So, Interesting. yeah, it's a different approach. To
2: and it's science. a great opportunity for folks to kind of really go go deep, go hard in terms of what they're doing from a technology perspective because it's a pretty intensive day, isn't
4: it? Yeah, especially when things go wrong, right? Yeah. You don't, when you are following a step-by-step instruction, you learn a little bit. Yeah. But when you have to really troubleshoot when something's mm. going wrong, that's when you really learn. Because this is not a
2: guided activity as much as it's oh, okay. like a, here's the goal.
4: It's very vain. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to help. Oh,
2: absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, uh, Ref, thanks a lot.
4: No worries.
2: It's just after uh, 6am on the day of the Canberra Summit. And uh, this is an early start up at 5.30 today. And uh, it was a late night yesterday. So just to recount yesterday, because I ran out of recording time because I was too busy doing, which is probably the right way given I'm supposed to be doing stuff at the conference. And uh, a lot of time was spent yesterday uh, at the student track, obviously, um, uh, as you would have heard, the the interview, the television interview happened and uh, it was on TV, which is pretty fun for my kids to see dad on TV. <laughs> Always a good thing. But what most of uh, yesterday, last night uh, was spent doing was rehearsing uh, the keynote. A lot of uh, work goes into making sure the keynote experience for our customers is tremendous. We want to insist on the highest standards. And so a lot of time was spent um, making sure that the transitions work for people, that the customers that are speaking are really happy and uh, are able to convey their stories effectively and that we're giving them the support they need. Uh, In this particular conference, I'm uh, talking about some security aspects as part of the keynote. So I need to make sure that I'm giving people the latest and greatest information, the right information. So uh, that involves some practice, which means that uh, uh, it was a late night last night. I think we wrapped up uh, uh, keynote rehearsals about 8.30, but uh, I know I didn't hit, uh, my head didn't hit the pillow till at least 11 p.m. last night doing um, preparation stuff, but that's good. And so today is a jam-packed day. So we'll see how we go with the recording today. However, our keynote is not till uh, 11.30. So we realize that for a lot of folks, um, they're doing the school run, they're doing other things Uh, in the morning, which makes getting to a first thing in the morning keynote somewhat difficult. So we actually run some of our workshops, our technical workshops earlier in the morning, and then we have the keynote around midday, which uh, seems to work really well for our attendees. And so it's a pretty jam-packed schedule today. So uh, I'm going to start the morning at uh, 7.30 with a staff briefing, and then uh, eight o'clock will be a couple of analyst briefing sessions where I get to share a bit of uh, information with some analysts and also hear from them what they're seeing in the industry. And then it's straight into, uh another unexpected television uh tour of our expo hall so we'll get to uh take some tv folks through to have a look at uh some of the cool things we have going on there and then there's the keynote itself so hopefully i'll get some backstage action from that for you as well and then the uh, basically the entire afternoon is wall to wall uh press interviews i think i've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. yeah A lot, which will be fun, and probably the highlight is really um, a panel that we're running for tech for social good, and that's with some uh, some really interesting speakers. So I'll try and capture some of that. So I'll be uh, emceeing that as well. Also try and get around the uh, expo hall later in the day. Although I cannot commit to what my voice sounds like, but just trying to get you a bit of a taste of of behind the scenes of of what happens at some of these uh, conferences. And obviously I'm only able to show a really small amount. I mean, we had a cloud simulation workshop yesterday. We had a variety of other activities. There's lots of Partner activities today. There's an executive track and just a whole bunch of really interesting things. Impossible to get around to all of them, but uh, certainly something for everyone. Uh, high on my list today, though, is prior to our all staff briefing, which takes place about seven thirty. Uh, will be some good coffee, so uh, I'll make sure make that a priority <laughs> to start the day. So I'm currently sitting backstage in the green room for the keynote, and Ian Rouse, who's the Director of uh, Public Sector for Australia New Zealand, is uh, kicking off the keynote with some great custom stories coming up, and uh, I'm just getting ready to uh, do my small part today.
8: And I'd now like to introduce
3: our keynote speaker. Alexa, will you please introduce our next speaker?
4: Please
6: help me welcome to the stage Simon Alisha, Head of Solutions Architecture, Australia and New Zealand Public Sector, Amazon Web Services.
2: Hello everyone, thank you so much for choosing to spend your day with us here today. I want to spend a few minutes speaking with you about resilience. I encourage you to keep on building and remember, AWS security is always our number one priority. Thank you. Thank you,
8: Simon. Thanks, Simon.
7: Uh, okay.
2: So uh, we're uh, in the it's exhibition hall and there is a machine here. It looks like a fancy version of a claw machine. <laughs> yeah,
5: that's right. So
2: I've got uh, Xavier here with me, one of the uh, very smart folks on our team, who uh, has built this little gizmo at home. And if I paint a mental picture, uh, it's a lot of cables, wires and servos. Also probably here dropping and ice. it's dropping
5: uh, chocolate bars around. So what did you build? Uh, so it is an IoT-powered core machine. Uh, the, the idea is, is it's a core machine like what you would find in a normal arcade except the controls uh, for the user are separated over IoT. So the users access a web portal, which is built with uh, 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 Amplify, AWS Amplify, um, and then that interacts with API Gateway and a few Lambda functions to queue up some jobs on SQS. Um, and then IoT machines such as this core machine here will ask for jobs and that will trigger Lambda to check to see if there's a job on SQS available and if so it dispatches it to the nearest machine.
2: And so. so on the mobile device, you're seeing a grid basically, and you tap on the grid to say, drop the claw
5: down here. That's right. And it, if you get the right answer, you get chocolate. Yeah, so you can have infinite goes, but it <laughs> wouldn't be a skill <laughs> game of skill if I gave you the answer. So you kind of got to guess on the grid where to go. Uh, that's
2: good. That's yeah. pretty good. And what's what's been some of the customer feedback when they've looked at those?
5: Most of it, it's been, wow, that's amazing. And what can I do with IoT? So talking nice. about what the customers are currently doing with IoT, like say, for example, traffic monitoring, sensors in the roads yeah. adjusting your speed signs that's a pretty common one um but even just smart meters you yeah know, being able to get data from the meters around australia without actually having to walk up that's that's a real improvement it's a big right?
2: deal so, it's a big deal yeah and um eye-opening. how much chocolate has been stolen so far today <laughs> stolen well we've
5: given away a, lot, <laughs> a right? lot of chocolate um i came here with about 13 14 kilos of check-in chocolate um Fantastic. it's pretty much all gone now so
2: excellent yeah. well uh hopefully it'll all be done by the end of the day
5: yeah i hope so good one xavier thank you That's the, uh, that's
2: the So now I've moved over to the yeah, Deep Racer area and I'm with uh, Andrew Dillonis, another one of our team. Andrew, what have we got here with this Deep Racer
9: setup? So this is our um, machine learning and AI capability of, of um, the Deep Racer car. Our participants go through a, a two-hour workshop, um, which a lot of them attended this morning, yesterday. Yeah, They work out their models and they're often racing. Um, and the intent is they have a, a four-minute um, period, and they try to achieve the fastest slope within that four minute time. So this is their learning reinforcement learning, because they're creating a model that gets loaded onto these
2: deep races and you can probably hear them spinning up in the background. That's right. Um, and then they travel at one, the one's going around the track and it travels around the track and they time who goes
9: quickest and so far yes. we've got eight uh, 8.08 seconds. That's right. So and the world record is actually 7.998. Oh so wow, nearly reached we're that. nearly He'd we bump nearly it up reached that. It. So the gentleman who, who achieved that time actually tried three or four attempts, and he imagine. changed his models several times. Yeah, uh, but he couldn't beat his own oh, record. Oh, so crazy! He's going to work yeah. at that at home. Oh, yeah. And so,
2: what's what's the customer feedback about doing this? Like, what do
9: they what do they say about it? You know, um, I've been speaking to a lot of the guys that have been um, running it. A lot of them have had no experience at all. They've gone through wow. the workshop in the morning, wow. and they've created a model, and they're they're here on their race. So Often it's actually, uh, you know, and I myself went and created a model, <laughs> yeah. And I had absolutely no background, <laughs> and you know, the it was a, a fantastic. So credit Whereas, due to yeah, the the trainers in the workshop. Yeah, they spent a lot of time, and they're walking away actually with the models that they're practicing in the virtual world. Yep. However, in the virtual world, they're actually beating some awesome times. Yeah. in The physical world, the variables increase dramatically. It's a bit. Harder. It is a lot harder,
2: and I see some pretty cool-looking trophies over there.
9: We've got some great trophies. Um, so the winner, the winners will will pick them up in about 14 minutes. We're going to do a hard stop.
5: Wow! Um, Fantastic. And
9: award the winners, the of victors. The, uh, right. So. Yeah, excellent.
2: Well, I'll let you get back to the back to the track. Thanks, Simon. Cheers. So it's time for a bit of a walk around. I'm just going to walk around the, uh, the floor. We've got uh, Sumo Logic, Buttonwood, a whole bunch of partners Red Bear IT, Genvis. I can see Elastic. Lots of folks at the uh, SA booths. There's the Adobe Media Services booth. I see Elastic Dynatrace, Deloitte Veritas. It goes on and on and on. You can hear lots of conversations. There's a, a Direct Connect desk where customers can talk about Direct Connect stuff. You can hear lots of conversations going on in the background. This is the latter part of the day um, where people are still sort of uh, coming and going and uh, filtering in and out of different sessions. There's a a welcome area here where people can get guidance of where they should go and who they should speak to, what sessions they should attend to. Lots of stickers here, which uh, I'll have to grab a handful myself a bit later on. Uh, I can see Veeam, VMware. There's also a a whole section of uh, demonstration areas where you can uh, put some headphones on and watch demonstrations that are being given live. And we've also got some more practical demonstrations, so I'm going to try and wander over to there. Okay, we even have some uh, meeting rooms here that are sort of ad hoc meeting rooms for folks who want to get into a bit more detail and a bit more quiet. There's a, a demonstration of using Connect, our voice-activator technology. Step functions is another one. Uh, lots of stuff going on here. And I've come across here to the uh, worksite safety demonstration with... Uh, Adam and Linda and Graham as well. Uh, Linda, who's looking at me in, in stunned silence because she doesn't realize I'm recording for the podcast. I'm just taking our listeners across for a tour. Tell us about what you're demonstrating here.
0: Okay, so this is um, basically on the TV you can see um, a the picture of what's happening here on, a deep um, lens. The, on the deep lens. And so it's drawing boxes around everyone's head saying whether they're compliant or they're not compliant, which means whether they're wearing hard hats or no hard hats, um, which I think would be good for worksite safety.
2: So is this the worksite safety equivalent of hot dog, no hot dog?
0: Yeah, or a cat, cats and dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Now you were heavily involved in building this when you were before you became a full time employee. You were an intern here. Yes. And you helped build this model. What did you learn when you built that model?
0: Um, I think I learned um, that not everything is perfect <laughs> in
5: it, <laughs> in it,
0: and that to, to question everything. <laughs>
2: But it's been fun uh, seeing this demonstration. I think it's travelled the world now, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's on Channel 9 News
2: wow, as well. Wow, look at that. Love we'll yeah. to show mum and dad that one. <laughs>
0: yeah, I've already messaged them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and what are some of the customer conversations you've been having today about this technology?
0: Um, some people have said, how can we apply it in a different way or in a non-commercial way? And and it's been really good watching the keynote because um, they used object detection to detect whether there's sharks in the water yeah. And, and to detect where the people that are in distress are and throw them a lifeboat. So, yeah, yeah that's, yeah. I think, a really It's
2: open people's day. minds as to what you can do.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Excellent. You've had a good day?
0: I've had an amazing day.
2: How tired are you?
0: Um, I'm actually running on excitement, good. so I'm okay.
2: Excellent. Yeah. A few more hours to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Linda. Thank you. So now I've come to one of the uh, the back rooms here, which uh, most people at a conference don't get to see, and there's a... The Nerve Centre. The Nerve Centre, exactly. And I'm joined by Mr. Luke Miller, who is heavily involved in all these events globally, um, and he's come out to help us with a camera one for... what is this your seventh one of these?
6: Um, for this year, this is number six. Six. Six uh, no, wait, in that one year, eight? yeah. So, and we have a total of eight. So, no, this is number five. Yeah. So we still have three left. We still have um, <laughs> Delhi, Bahrain, and... Singapore. So you're part of the team behind the scenes that helps
2: organize all the moving bits of this and uh
6: Every aspect, every <laughs> peanut, every fork that's ordered, every watt of electricity, um, so all from, logistics.
2: So from your perspective, when you're thinking about the, the, the customer experience of coming to one of these events, what's top of mind for you?
6: Um, what's gonna keep them coming back? So year after year, when you look at our attendees that come, it's uh, we have a lot of our loyal customers that come mm. back to the events. So how do we change it up? How do we make it fun? How do we make it engaging? also providing the right amount of mix of networking because so many of these people do know each other or yeah. have met each other so that when you're here, they really do want to network and see where there can be more opportunities that they can uh, do business together.
2: And so you're constantly raising the bar for that experience. We're, We're trying to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we hope yeah. that we are. <laughs> and uh, you know, you get to travel the world doing this, which yeah. sounds glamorous, but it probably isn't if you're traveling coach. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, traveling
6: coach, and if you like the inside of hotel rooms and the inside of conventions, sometimes that's really all you oversee. Um, my friends think that I leave this glamorous job it's really just a lot of hard work and a lot of grunt manual labor that gets done. So.
2: But it's a lot of fun. It's It must be pretty rewarding for you to sort of walk around the event once it's underway. It's one of
6: the activity. perks about the industry Enjoying is the you, you actually get to see the full project life cycle come together. So, you know, when you look at something like the Washington, D.C. Summit, which is our largest public sector summit, yeah. where we had over um, 20,000 uh, people registered. We had uh, just over 15,000 attendees. You know, you. I just had my kickoff call for the uh, 2020 D.C. Summit a wow. week ago. already so so, you know, we're already starting to plan for that. So yeah. you you look at all the effort that goes into it. And so to be able to come through and see all the work that you've done come into fruition is actually really cool. Whereas some people in different industries and project managers work on projects for 20 years and never get to see the
2: Gotcha. Yeah, 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 it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you get that, uh, It's not, whilst it's not immediate satisfaction, you get it within a reasonable time frame.
6: Yeah. Uh, like an addict, it just keeps feeding it where you get the endorphins yeah. off to see what
3: you've done. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> and
1: what's your
2: favourite thing about Canberra Summit that makes to, different to other yeah. summers.
6: It's a unique thing. One thing that I would say that's really unique here is that Australians are always on time, if not early, which is <laughs> really
2: good. refreshing yeah. and good. Yeah. It yeah. is
6: because uh, you know, yeah. even when you're dealing with the staff members and they know that they have to be somewhere at a time, you know, if you're taking five, ten minutes, can throw off an entire day. Yeah. So being on point, hitting those those talking points that you need to hit, but you know, showing up on time. I think that here people are always so punctual. I think also about the Aussie culture is they're always willing to pitch in and do things that are either out of their scope or out of their comfort zone but they're willing to learn and help out with
3: it you know?
2: fantastic yeah. well we, we love it when you come down here and bring the team oh, and uh well, help make this all
6: happen we love being here <laughs> <laughs> thanks luke great thank you
2: i'm now standing in a sort of more general entry area where there's a whole lot of folks having casual conversations it's uh, uh into the uh last two sessions of the day so people are in the uh, breakout workshops and they're having conversations and they're leading up to the uh, um, end of day networking drinks which is always good fun lots of uh, old friends get to speak to one another which is a lot of fun I hope you've enjoyed sort of seeing a bit behind the scenes of what we do here and what goes on to one of these events you should definitely uh, get involved if you can in terms of being an attendee or even presenting as a customer we do love to hear customer stories of course as well. I hope this has been an interesting experience behind the scenes, a bit of an experiment. So let me know what you think. And of course, keep on building.